0: Thank you for joining us for Redeemer Radio's Shareathon. While we might not have people available to answer phones right now depending on when you're listening to this, you can always donate online at redeemerradio.com/donate and you can find more information about Shareathon and the different hours at redeemerradio.com/shareathon. And please share this podcast with your friends and family so that others can hear about the mission of Redeemer Radio and support it as well.
1: Thank you for listening to Redeemer Radio's Fall Shareathon. I'm Mary Jo Parrish. I'm going to be your host this hour, and I'm joined in studio with members of St. John the Baptist in Fort Wayne. Uh, we have Father Andrew with us. Can you say hi, Father. Hi, Mary Jo. Hello. We have Karen Eckrich. Hi. And then we have Mike Habib. Hi, Mary Jo. Father, before we get started, let's go ahead and pray.
0: Sure thing. Since uh, we're so close to the noon hour, why don't we pray the Angelus? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. The angel of the Lord declared unto Mary, and she conceived of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. May it be done unto me according to thy word. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. For forth, we beseech thee, O Lord, thy grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ thy Son was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
1: It's beautiful. Thanks so much. So we're so excited that you're joining us here today. Um, And before we get started with some of very cool stories. We just want to say that you can donate um, at com, or you can call or text GIVE, G-I-V-E, to 436 9598 So we are so excited to have um, this team from St. John's here. And I was kind of praying about St. John's. There's lots of different St. John's that we know about. So tell us about your St. John.
0: So St. John the Baptist one of the things I love most about him is, first of all, he was the cousin, second cousin of Jesus, because his mother, Elizabeth and Mary, the mother of Jesus, were cousins. So there's that intimate relationship there. But they're also like the best of friends yes. as well. And also because St. John the Baptist was just pure, his whole life was purely about, you know, preparing the way, pointing the way to Jesus. Have you seen The Chosen? I have. I have. Okay. So in season two, there's one episode in particular, that's kind of John the Baptist centric. Mm -hmm. And there's this moment, John the Baptist and Jesus are just sitting uh, next to a lake and they're just having a a talk. And John the Baptist just says, my life is yours. Mm -hmm. My heart is yours. And he just says it so matter of factly, as someone who is related and such a dear friend, you know, would actually say. I remember watching that, and it's you know, it's extra biblical. We don't see that that verse anywhere in sacred scripture, but it's like that is exactly something he would say. And that's exactly how I feel too, right? So, yeah, Saint John the Baptist. It's the best friend of Jesus. It's the, he's the best man mm-hmm. to the divine bridegroom. So it's a it's a great great grace to have him as our patron.
1: I love that. Um, I think. Praying with people regularly. One of the most common lies that the enemy tells us is, "You are alone. You mm-hmm. are alone." And so I love that from the moment of his conception, Jesus was never alone. Mm-hmm. You know, like, um, and we are not created to be alone. We're created to be in community. So if you're mm-hmm. listening to this and you're like, "Man, I'm I'm really lonely," and the, the enemy is telling me, "I am alone," you're not created to be in lo- alone. You're created in love and for love and to be in community. Um, and so I just want to like reach out to you and mm-hmm. say. Like you're created for that, and so the Father gave us Jesus, and then gave Jesus a cousin and a best friend to prepare the way. So we have, you know, Saint John of the Cross, who has his like his own gifts, and Saint John the Evangelist, who has his own gifts. But um, Saint John the Baptist is really about repentance. You mm-hmm. know, like um, repent and believe in the gospel. He doesn't just say believe in the gospel; he says repent and believe in the gospel. And so, for anyone who's maybe like thinking, okay. I know I need I know I need to get to confession it's been a while and um if the enemy's telling them you know like you don't need to really go there hmm. you're fine hmm. you know oh man he's going to judge you for your sin or um oh yeah I don't have a babysitter and you know all these all these obstacles that the enemy brings us and there's just all this grace waiting for us and all this mercy and love like what would you just say to someone who hasn't been to confession in a while
0: I would say just just go honestly and one thing you could do to kind of like Make sure you take that step. I tell people this, circle a date on the calendar. Amen. You know, yes. in the next couple days, and circle a date that's going to happen. That way you've taken that step. Yes. And then that day comes and it's like, okay, you get in the car and you go. So I had an experience of not having gone to confession in a really long time. This was before I was a priest. Don't okay, worry. Okay. <laughs> <saying>. <laughs> um, but it had been over 10 years in between graduating from Catholic grade school. And you know, I'd gone to public high school and then off to college. And during that whole time, just kind of forgot to, became disinterested, and then finally went back. And I was treated so wonderfully by the priest. I said, bless me, Father Friveson. It's been over 10 years since my last confession. And he said, I've got nowhere else to be. And mm-hmm. I was like this wonderful availability and welcoming. I was just really encouraged by that so then I got in the habit of going to confession again. But then, uh, because as seminarians, we don't get dental covered in our insurance, and we don't as priests either, um, I hadn't been to a dentist in a really long time. And so I went to my dentist, Gina DeWald, and I said, forgive me, Dr. <laughs> for sinned." It's been over 10 years since I was uh, in the dentist chair. And she goes, oh, don't you worry. Um, all you have to do is open up. Let me take a look inside. We're going to see what's there, and we're going to get it all cleaned up. Oh. And I said, that's exactly how I want people to feel about confession. Yes. First of all, she said, don't worry. We're so excited you're here. Just open up. We're going to take a look inside, and we're going to get it all cleaned up. It's like this guarantee.
1: Right. You know?
0: And, you know, she didn't make me feel guilty or ashamed that I hadn't been to the dentist in forever. Right. She was... She wasn't there to judge. She was there to make clean again. Right. And yeah, it was it was good to hear that. So I would say that to everyone in need of repentance, which is all of us, right. um, just right. go, just go.
1: I was talking to um, a priest once and he said, you know, when we go to the sacrament, uh, when we receive the sacrament of the Eucharist and mass or when we receive the sacrament um, of reconciliation, like we are. We are actually changed. That Mm -hmm. grace pours into us and we are actually changed. So then we become like stronger against sin. You know, so our free will is strengthened. Our intellect is strengthened. So if we've been living a life of sin, like sometimes that, you know, that darkens the intellect and weakens the will. Sin does. So when we go back to confession, it cleans that up. So like our conscience is fresh. Like, okay, I want to make different choices. I was thinking about when we... um, sometimes I think this is probably more true for women than for men. But when we go into confession and we're like, Hey, you know, I reacted in anger towards my husband, but you know, like at this big long story or whatever. And if we're really just going in confession, we just say like, if there's like a piece of poop on our sweater, Mm -hmm. like we don't even have to tell the person who's taking the piece of poop off, like how it got there, Mm -hmm. just get it off. You know what I mean? So (laughs) we don't have to actually, you don't have to think like confession is this big long thing where you have to come up with excuses or anything like it's like, hey, I overreacted to a situation. I acted in anger, you know, just kind of go with the yeah, list. And so
0: many times in clean. confession, we want to kind of explain because right. we want to, you know, just make ourselves feel a little bit better yeah, yeah. or kind of lessen, you know. And the reality is we don't need to go on the defensive. We don't need to be the attorney who is right. making the argument because we are actually already guilty
1: right? Right.
0: and <laughs> sentenced. Right. And the beauty of confession is that We don't have to make the legal argument. We don't have to plead a case. We're already guilty. And Jesus is going to say, I will take that. Yes. And I declare you not guilty. Don't explain. Yes. Just say what it is. Say why you're here. And I will take
1: it. I think we get used to like the whole trying to explain. St. John Vianney says we will either excuse ourselves Mm -hmm. or recuse ourselves. Like, um, and so it's it's one or the other. So if we're listening to the voice of the enemy, who's an accuser, constantly right. accusing, right. you look fat in those jeans. You are an evil person, you know, mm-hmm. like always trying to like steal our peace and joy. Then we get used to having defendants like that's not who God is. Right. Like God's a builder. He's always right. just building and lifting us up. Mm-hmm. So we're going to pause real quick. If you're listening to us, we're so glad that you're here. Um, our goal for this hour is $4,000. And if you would like to donate, you can go to redeemyourradio.com or you can call or text give G-I-V-E. Two two six zero four three six nine five nine eight. So we're gonna veer a little bit into prayer because I always like to know like who feels the closest to God in what area and tell me what are you praying? So we're gonna actually slip over to Karen. Karen is a staff member at St. John the Baptist. What do you do there, Karen?
2: I'm the secretary, kind of pastoral associate okay communications. All right, awesome. Lots of hats. So what's your favorite way to pray? When do you feel the closest to God? I think kind of a two-part answer. One, sure. I, I do like making holy hours, but in the last year have gotten involved with the Seven Sisters apostolate. Are you familiar with that?
1: I am. But for anyone who's listening who's like, what's that? Okay. You're about to find out, and it's You're awesome. You're about to find yes, out. so good.
2: Um, so when I first started at St. John's, someone from a different parish in the diocese emailed to say, hey, you should start a Seven Sisters group for your pastor. Um, and the Seven Sisters Apostolate, I forget where it started, but there's, I think, now 4,000 groups or something like that um, around the country. And it's groups of seven women okay. um, praying for a priest or bishop. Okay. And so each woman signs up for a day. So okay. you have someone making a holy hour on a Monday, a Tuesday, and so on and so forth. Um, And so in getting involved with that group it helped the holy hours become not about me per se i mean you can still right. sit and talk to god about your life but it's like okay i'm praying for the priest i'm praying for these other sisters i know that you know my prayers it helps take it out of just kind of the ruminating of oh god my life is so bad right whatever and really pushes it to something else and so that's been a very cool ministry to see so the started idea started at st john's um, or we finally started the group at St. You John's. did? Okay.
1: Yeah. Because we know that um, the enemy attacks us as as the laity, of course. So, of course, he's going to attack our priests. So, like, mm-hmm. having those the battle warriors to protect our priests is so beautiful. I love that. Yeah. So, what's the other part of your answer?
2: Well, holy hours. The holy hours. Most, most specifically. Right. I've really enjoyed the different dynamic that it brings when it's united with those other. Right. Six,
1: so, for any of you listening, you're women. like, what's a holy hour? So we know that um, the Eucharist is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. So think of like just the soul. If we just focus on the soul, it's the soul of God right there. So we actually choose to spend time with God's soul and allow ourselves to be loved and to love Him in return so we can remember who we were created for, who is our identity in. All right, we're going to flip over to another team member, Mike Habib. You are new to the staff. Tell us what you do. I am, yes. I
3: recently started... As the high school youth minister at Saint John the Baptist,
1: okay, and I am very excited about it. Okay, so you are like single, married. What
3: I are I am married. Okay. I have a wonderful wife, Kathleen, uh, formerly Briscoe. So she's from the Fort Wayne area. Maybe some people know her uh, now. Habib. Okay, and uh, we have a son who is almost two years old, and he's wonderful. And What's his name? His name is Gabriel.
1: Oh, beautiful. Yes.
3: And Kathleen says she has a Michael and a Gabriel. And I mm. said, yes. And there will likely not be a Raphael. And <laughs> uh, uh, apologies to anyone named Raphael, yeah. but it, Raphael Habib just doesn't go. So yeah. it's not happening. That's okay. Um, but we, we were living uh, just outside of Boston, which is where I was I was born and raised and lived my entire life except for college. And then about a year ago, we relocated to Angola and we spent about a year there. And then just uh, on the 3rd of September, we came down to Fort Wayne and uh, we're, we're loving it. We're very, very
1: happy Wonderful. to be here. Wonderful. We're so glad now. to have you.
0: And yeah. actually, every single Catholic family in our diocese is going to see the Habib family every single Sunday when they go to church because Mike and Kathleen and Gabe are the featured image on the vocations poster wow, for this coming awesome. year. So in the f- in next few weeks or so, they'll start popping up in your church and the idea is we wanted to show the the whole purpose of priesthood. You right. know, so it's a vocations poster, it's geared towards guys who are thinking about entering seminary, but to get the attention off themselves
1: right. a little bit right.
0: and more on no, this is this is what you're for. Right. You're for serving the people of God.
1: That is beautiful. Mm -hmm. That is beautiful. So, we want to mention again that our goal this hour is $4,000. 35 pledges gets us to a $500 matching gift. And we want to say thank you to Nancy Patterson um, for her donation. That is wonderful. And if you are like, "Hmm, I'm thinking about donating, but I'm not quite sure, like, you are part of being John the Baptist. You know, you are proclaiming God's name in the wilderness. So, how do you do that? You're going to go ahead and Call or text G I V E give to 260-436-9598, or you can go to Redeemerradio.com to donate. So, Father Andrew, now we're to you. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite type of prayer?
0: Lexio Divino with the Gospels.
1: Okay, for those of you who don't know like what Lexio Divino is, how would you explain it? Because well, it sounds scary when yeah, you say it, you know? It
0: literally means sacred reading. Okay. So it's a prayerful reading of the gospels where you read a particular passage and then you just look for, you pay attention to, is there a phrase or even just one word in there that kind of jumps out at me for some reason? Okay. And the Lord might be wanting to say something specifically uh, to you. So first you're just kind of listening. And then when you receive that word or phrase, you just think about it. Okay. You know, what Lord are you saying to me uh, through this? Is this uh you know, in what way do you want me to encounter you in this? Is there a way in which you want me to, you know, change my life, conform it more uh, towards you? Um, and then just some resting in that. Right. Um, so basically, it's just prayer with scripture. And I like praying with the gospel specifically because Jesus.
1: Right. You know, um,
0: I just want to see him and hear him and just sit at his feet and just let him speak to me. and teach me and lead me and guide me and save me. So um, I make a holy hour in the morning and Lectio Divina is always uh, a part of it. And I just begin with one of the Gospels and I work my way all the way through, little passage at a time uh, every day. And then when I reach the end of one Gospel, I just move on to the next.
1: What do you feel like if you're looking back? a time where the Lord has really said something to you, like, oh my goodness, wow.
0: Yeah, I was doing Lexio Divina in the seminary, and I was praying with the parable of the prodigal son. Mm. And, you know, we've heard that parable all the time. We know it by heart. But because Lexio Divina gets you to really slow down and look at every word in particular, I saw something I had literally never noticed before my entire life. And at that point, I was like 32 years old. And it was after the, after the son decides he's going to go back to the father, you know, he starts making his way back and it says, and while he was a long way off, the father caught sight of him and ran to him and embraced him. Um, because in my mind, you know, knowing that parable, you hear the par- the prodigal son saying, I'm going to get back get up, I'm going to go back and I'm going to tell him, hey, I no longer deserve to be called your son, treat me as you would one of your servants. Right. And then in my mind's eye, I had just always imagined or just seen that happening. Right? I didn't notice before that, that verse, while he was a long way off, mm. the father caught sight of him. And the reason why that jumped out to me is because at that particular time, and quite frankly, all of the time, I feel so far off from where um, I think the Lord wants me or from sainthood or, you know, spiritual perfection, all that. And to see the father's reaction Mm. while he was a long way off, the father caught sight of him. In other words, the father in heaven, all he needs to see, as it were, is the slightest move, the slightest turn of the heart. That one first step back towards him and he's running, running towards (laughs) you to embrace you. Um, So that just just shook me because I'd never seen it before. And that's the beauty of the scripture and the Gospels is it's like, you know, a spouse, you know, in that, you know, this person, but you're always going to discover more. That's why we call it mystery. Not because it can't be known, but there's always something new to discover. Right. So, I was like, I'm hooked. I'm doing I this Lexio stuff all the time.
1: I love that mm-hmm. that going back to that story. Um he wasn't when the the reason he went back to the father mm-hmm. was cuz he was with the pigs yeah. and he was hungry. Right. It wasn't because he was like feeling bad about he was just right. hungry. Exactly. You know, like it wasn't like he was like I Feel really bad about what I've done. He's like, I'm, I'm hungry. Like, I, I'm coming home, and that little tiny bit of grace. It's like the Lord can work with that.
0: And the Father says, "That's enough. That's enough. Yeah,
1: you come right back home. Yeah, yeah. You're listening right now. You're like, oh, I'm way too far off. I'm living with the pigs. Like, there's no hope for me. That's a lie from the enemy. There's always hope for you, and the Father is waiting. He's just Mm -hmm. waiting for you to turn so that He can run to you. So, if you're just joining us today, um, thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to donate to help. Bring the message of Christ's love and hope to the world. We want you to be on our team with us. You can go to redeemerradio.com or call or text give G-I-V-E to 260 436 9598 So beautiful. All right, Mike, I forgot to ask you. This is our youth director. Yes. What your favorite way to pray was.
3: I really love contemplative prayer.
1: Okay. Um, Tell us what that means for someone who's never heard that before. What's sure. That, it's what's just that like, um,
3: well, like Father Andrew was talking about, it's, it's going in, and being just in the, in the presence of God, just sort of trying to shut out every distraction, every thought that might be coming from yourself and just focus everything on the Lord. And what is God trying to say to you? And I've always been attracted to it. Um, I've always found it to be First of all, wonderfully refreshing right, to be able right. to take a half an hour, an hour, whatever you have time for, even if it's only five minutes, and say for the next five minutes, there is nothing in the world that needs my attention. My attention can all be focused on uh, something otherworldly. I, I can just focus on God for the next five minutes and just contemplate and 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 wonder about the the beauty and the majesty of God. And it has taken on very special meaning for me because, uh, like I mentioned, I, I have a son who's, who's nearly two now. So right. those blocks of time that I have available to contemplative prayer have been rapidly shrinking. Right, <laughs> they, right, right. <laughs> you know, it used to be an hour. and Now, it, and then, it, then it was a you know a half an hour, and then fifteen minutes, and now it's more and more those five minute spurts. Right. Uh, and so I really, really like to to grab onto those and hang on to them when I can and just enjoy. Uh, taking those breaks because because I'm busier than ever. It's more important than ever.
1: It is. Um,
3: and then the, this my second favorite way to pray is at the end of the day when we're when we're putting my son down for bed. We pray what I call the litany of the families.
1: I've so never heard of this. It's
3: uh, I, you probably have under a different name or okay. it maybe it doesn't have a name. But we when we finish our regular you know our regular prayer before bedtime, we just run through all our families and the, and the in-laws and, you know, God bless all the Habibs and all the Briscoes and all the Frolics and all the Husers And we just run through all of them. And then we do, uh, <laughs> we added on all the babies. So Aww. all the, all the newborn babies who haven't been baptized yet. And then all the babies who, uh, have not been born yet. And then the list was getting very, very long. And my wife said, you know what? Once they're baptized, they can just be included <laughs> in the overall family. We don't need to pray for every baby. And uh, it's always funny when a baby gets baptized and we, we his name comes off the list or her name comes off the list because my son gets very upset about <laughs> it and he reminds forms an attachment he goes, no, there. No, baby Lena, baby Lena, no, baby yeah. Lena has been baptized. Yep, she's included in all the pariks now, right, and, and he right. just gets angry, stews oh about it. <laughs> but it's I love it's, a, it. It. it's a wonderful one of the, one of the highlights of my day.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. So when we pray say prayers at night, so there's I have ten kids, um, but now we're down to four, six have grown up and moved out. Um, but we still pray for each one through their confirmation saint. Um, and so we go through the whole list of you know saint so and so pray for us or the namesake. Um, and the the con- if they haven't been confirmed yet, then they get to say their name. So Joseph and Sebastian, they so love saying Saint, he says, Saint bash. Pray for us. Okay, let's do a little update. Father Andrew, tell us what we've got so far.
0: Oh, let's see here. Oh, We've got some great gifts from Sarah and John Shank. Thank you so much, Mitch Stefan. Thank you, Deb Sterling, Lisa Harris, Alec Klopfer. Thank you so much, wonderful uh, parishioners of Saint John the Baptist. Now, I don't see a. Wonderful. I don't see a total there yet.
1: Oh, I I don't know either. Our yeah. goal is four thousand, so we are hoping we are going to get there soon. Um. So. Something new this year is uh, we're turning every hour into a podcast. So if you're like, man, I really like what Father Andrew was saying about that or um, I want to listen to that again or share that with someone, um, you can simply search for Redeemer Radio share um wherever you get your podcasts um, or go just right to RedeemerRadio.com um, slash share and then kind of look at that. So if you have something that you really like to hear or you really like to hear your name, like, hey, I donated and you want to mm-hmm. hear that out loud again that's okay. That's okay. Um, You can go there and check it out. So if you um, are just joining us, you can donate at redeemradio.com or you can call our text give G-I-V-E to 260-436-9598. So we focus a lot on all these beautiful things with St. John the Baptist as a human being and prayer so how does that, um, the focus of like loving Jesus, how, how have you seen that come about in your school? Like maybe with any type of Eucharistic adoration or praise?
0: Yeah. Um, well, something happened just last week. Um, great teacher of our school, um, Lily Sturzenberger, just wanted to have adoration with the kids. And awesome. so she put it together and asked our uh, new music director, Adam Trudell, would you play? And so it was just a time before the tabernacle. And then she witnessed, um she gave her own you know, personal witness. And so the kids are seeing uh, this, you know, young disciple uh, just talk about her love of God and Jesus. And they had a great time, they said, I was actually gone. And I was actually so edified that, oh, I don't have to be here for every single. You know, thing that happens around yes, Jesus, exactly you know, that all of our people are, you know, doing this and shepherding our that, kids.
1: Like the witness, was that witness quote? Like witness teacher quote?
0: Yeah, Paul the Sixth said, um, "Modern man listens to witnesses more than teachers, and they'll only listen to teachers in so far as they are witnesses." Amen. Yeah,
1: we're going to go ahead and take a break at that moment, so you can just contemplate what that beautiful quote from Saint Pius the Sixth you said.
0: Yes, the uh, Paul the
1: Sixth. Paul the Six. Wonderful. Yep. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be right back.
0: You can give sustaining support to Redeemer Radio by becoming a recurring donor. Ongoing contributions help to reduce our dependence on Sheraton and allow us to focus on programs and future needs. Your recurring donation can be automatically charged to a credit or debit card or transferred from a bank account.
1: I came back to my faith in my mid-20s, and so for the period of time that I was not practicing, I feel like I missed out on a lot, a lot of learning and enrichment and understanding the Catholic viewpoint. So Redeemer Radio and its programming helps me. I feel like I'm catching up, and and it, it just fills my brain and heart with so many wonderful things to keep me thinking throughout the day.
2: Redeemer Radio programs accompany listeners at every stage of their faith journey. For men and women raised in the faith and those searching for the fullness of the truth, our programming has something for everyone. Your donation helps bring the truth of the Catholic faith to listeners 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. It costs about $120 to provide Redeemer Radio listeners with one hour of Catholic programming. All donors who give this amount or more automatically qualify for a specially designed T-shirt. Call today and support Redeemer Radio's efforts to amplify the voice of the Creator with content that invites.
1: Hello and welcome back to Shareathon. We are here with Saint John the Baptist um, staff. We have Father Andrew, Karen Eckrich, and Mike Habib with us today. Um, if you're just joining us, um, our goal this hour is four thousand dollars. And if you were like, I want to donate, I want to be part of the mission of bringing Christ's love and hope to the world, you can go to RedeemerRadio.com or call or text give G-I-V-E to 260-436-9598. So we have some donations, so we have to say thank you to, um, I'll let you say these first ones, Father Andrew. Sure.
0: Tricia Koob. Uh, Trisha is actually the uh, evangelization team leader at our parish, and they've been doing some great things recently with, uh, we had our first new parishioner breakfast um, after mass, and there were like 70 people there. You know, we had a lot of time to catch up on because of COVID, you know, we couldn't have the breakfast before. Um, but her and her team uh, put all that together. Thank you, also Zach and Katie Brow for your great gift. Dave and Rita Mazans, thank you so much. And our school uh, made a, the students made a wonderful gift. So oh, thank wonderful. you, students. If you're tuning in, we love you. Well,
1: and I also see that there's a donation from someone called Father Andrew yeah. Frandrew. Is it Frandrew? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you, Father Andrew. For
0: now, Mary Jo, you've been asking us questions. Yes. So, what's your favorite? Way to pray.
1: I actually prefer to ask people questions and the answer, no, it's fine. I'll tell you. Um, I'm a rosary girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Um, I pray the rosary. Um, uh, I Someone sent me this YouTube video about the power of praying four rosaries a day. Hmm. And I could barely get one in. And I was like, yeah, I'm never, like I'm not a four rosary a day person. Um, but the YouTube video was so powerful. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna start doing that. Mm-hmm. And um, the miracles I started seeing and um, not just my, my life, but those I was praying for were so profound. I was like, wow. It was like Our Lady's uh, presence was so strong. Mm-hmm. Um, we know that the Lord goes before us always. Um, he's such a good father. He's such a good father, but we have a mother also, um, and she's fiercely protective. You know, they don't say Papa Bear. They say Mama Bear, mm-hmm. and um, she has that that passion for her children and if you're like, yeah, I'm not really a married person. Oh my gosh, she claims you as yours, even if you don't claim her as your mom. And she just wants more for you. Like she wants to love you more and she wants um, to help bring forth goodness. Her last words in scripture is do whatever he tells you. So she always directs us to her son, always. So we're praying the rosary is just like sitting down with her, um, like in a comfy couch and looking at a baby book of her son. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like entering into all of that, I was talking to father Eric Bergner from St. Vincent's and he said, the first reason that we have an imagination, the very first reason is for prayer. And I'd never heard that mm-hmm. before. And it makes sense. I've, I've heard people say like, I don't have a very good imagination, but we all have somewhat of an imagination. Mm-hmm. So when we enter into prayer, if we're, you know, with Christ in his passion and we're with Mary, um, uh, during the annunciation, like. It makes the prayer come alive. So, um, really connects me to them. Um, and we know God's outside of time and space. So, me praying with them now, he would have known it back then. So, nice. well, thank that's, you for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. So, if you're just joining us um, and you like to be part of the mission of Redeemer to bring hope and love to the world, we ask you to go to redeemerradio.com or to call or text Give, G I V E, to 260. 260- Four three six nine five nine eight. So, give us an update here, Father Andrew.
0: Well, uh, we are about what three quarters of the way through the hour, almost, mm-hmm. and we're up to one thousand seven hundred forty-five dollars. So, grateful for that. Still, some way to go. So, if you want to make a pledge, please do so. And we want to thank Evie Beam. Evie is our lady that takes care of the sanctuary at Saint John the Baptist. She God dusts Abby. and waters flowers and replaces candles, and she is faithfully doing it like two, three days a week. Wow. Um, she's just in there all the time. Just she is absolutely uh, reliable. So thank you, Abby. And then uh, Martha Smith gave a gift as well. Thank you.
1: So it looks like we have 20 more pledges in order to get to that $500 match. So... Even if you're like, you know what, I only have a little bit, I'm not even going to bother. Go ahead and bother. Like mm-hmm. that little bit, the, the Lord um, recognizes it, and He will bring goodness from it. Just redeemradio.com or call or text GIVE, G-I-V-E, 2, 260-436-9598. So talking about the, um, you're talking about Evie making the church beautiful. Um, we know that the characteristics of God is that He's good, He's beautiful. And he's true. He's good. He's beautiful, and he's true. And so, um, one of the things I love is walking into sanctuary, and that's reflected mm-hmm. in the beauty of the sanctuary. When you um, do the feast of, not the Sacred Heart, it is. Pentecost. Faustina.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Divine Mercy. Divine somewhere. Mercy. I yeah. say it. So. Yes.
1: Yeah. Um, tell me about that.
0: So we have a magnificent crucifix. You do. It's in, the best,
1: okay, and let's just be and if you if you're from another parish, also the best monstrance, right? Yeah, yeah. The Eucharist is enormous in there. It yeah. is
0: absolutely beautiful., right. Okay, go ahead, so um, beautiful crucifix.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um for Divine Mercy Sunday, I thought, why don't we hang like the banner like material uh, from behind his shoulders so it it's coming down? from underneath his arms, mm. red on one side, white on the other, all the way down to the top of the tabernacle, you know, the rare dose there. And so we have this huge crucifix, which in itself is like 13 feet high, and then probably twice that amount, so like 25 feet of rays mm. of the Lord's uh, blood and water flowing out of his heart. So when you see that divine mercy image and it's jesus pointing to his heart and you see the red and white coming out uh so too uh our sanctuary uh looks like that and it goes up on divine mercy sunday and then we leave it up there at least until pentecost yeah and sometimes longer if we just feel like it right if no one wants to get up on the ladder and take it down
1: it's so beautiful yeah it's awesome it's just so stunning yeah so talking about that blood and water Mm -hmm. um that poured out from christ's side um what's the significance of that
0: It's the life of Christ Himself, Mm. you know, poured upon us so that we can live. Amen. You know, so it's like this blood transfusion. You know, no one can live without blood flowing through their veins. No one can live without water for, you know, X number of days. And we cannot live without both. But more importantly, we can't live without His. Mm. And if we want to live, we have to receive this blood transfusion of the Lord's own life poured into us. Yes. So it's just receiving um the Lord's life, which washes us of our sins and then also, you know, feeds our hearts, our souls, our minds, our bodies.
1: That's beautiful. And so the image of the Divine Mercy um, with it is the Divine Mercy chaplet. Mm-hmm. And that's like a seven minute prayer, very powerful. And when are we encouraged to pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet?
0: At the hour of mercy, which is uh, traditionally three o'clock.
1: And what does hour of
0: mercy mean? It means this is the traditional hour in which we kind of remember Christ's moment of death okay. on the cross. And the real, another beautiful thing about um, the crucifix at St. John. So, um, one kind of devotion in particular, I have is the the open side of Christ because with the pure side of Christ, uh, Christ is giving us access uh, to his heart. So when I go into churches and I see a crucifix or an image, I'll look for the pure side. And I got to St. John's and there's no pure side. No. And I'm like, what are they doing, you know? (laughs) And I thought, all right, I'm going to get up there one day and just chisel away, you know? And then I found out actually it's a depiction of the very moment of Christ's death. Oh. So before his okay. before his side was pierced. And so I'm like, oh okay, got to leave it alone right, now, right. <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> I accept it now. Yes. Yeah.
0: So, yeah.
1: Oh, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um when we're talking about like him um, in his last moments um and him giving John the beloved or John the evangelist his mother and then his mother to John the Evangelist that he actually when he the 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 words said on a deathbed are always significant right um it's the last words and and so he gives John the beloved his mother but in and when he gives him his mother he actually gives him his mother to all of us um he extends that gift to all of us so um what about the divine mercy chaplet um at a time when someone is about to pass to die mm,
0: yeah that would be amazing right yeah you know, just this act of complete trust, right in the Lord, in his action, towards us, you know, through his saving passion, right and that his mercy is poured upon us right I mean, yeah, that would be incredibly consoling to the soul, getting ready to meet the Lord
1: and then there's this whole thing like when um, a lot of times we can make our sins bigger than our God, you know, like, oh, he would never forgive me because I did blah, blah, blah blah. It's like, do you know how big your God is? And there's one point in um, Faustina's diary, and she's the one who got the image of the divine mercy, where um, he said, like, the greatest sinner is like a drop of mercy in an ocean that's ready to pour out. And if you've ever been to an ocean, you've seen just the vastness of this ocean, and the greatest sinner would just be a drop of that. It's like, your sin is not too big. Your sin is not too big. God is so much bigger and He just wants to pour out that mercy upon you. So if you're just joining us, um, we're so glad you're here. Um, if you want to donate to help bring the message of love and hope to the world, I just encourage you to go to RedeemerRadio.com or call or text GIVE G I V E to 260-436-9598. So going back to Son. St. John the Baptist before he's even born. Let's go there. Because mm-hmm. I'm I'm all about like at your parish, you should know the saint that you're named after. You know, there should be a charism of that parish um, or a uh, charism of that saint in the parish. And so when Our Lady goes to the doorstep and like greets St. Elizabeth, um, and at the moment of her greeting, she just probably said, hello, you know, in Aramaic. Mm-hmm. And at the moment of her, she hears her voice. St. John leaps within St. Elizabeth's womb um, and that that joy, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, we're just talking about like at the deathbed or like, you know, repentance, but there's so much joy in the Lord. Like the Lord loves our laughter. If you ever watched like a YouTube video and the little kids laughing or giggling, and you don't even have to know them, mm-hmm. but it's like so like endearing to your soul to hear these little kids laughing and the Lord feels the same way. He wants our joy. Mm-hmm. So, Father Andrew, I think that you... Oh, my goodness. Embrace this uh, joy so well. Tell us about that one story with Father Dan, if you don't mind embarrassing yourself. As I was going to
0: say, this is because you never see me until after at least <laughs> 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, because I am not bursting with joy <laughs> in I morning. think you are. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Father Dan Scheidt, pastor up at St. Vincent's, and I was as a vicar for a couple of years. Um, it was Christmas Eve, and he was decorating the tree because he leaves the tree bare until mm-hmm. Christmas Eve and then After we say the first vigil mass, he would start putting ornaments on the tree. So he was doing that. And I was just browsing on the internet. I forget what I was looking at. I think it was goofy Santa pictures or something like that. And they just struck me as so funny. I started laughing so hard. I passed out. (laughs) And this has happened. (laughs) Did you not know this? So this has happened Actually, about half a dozen times in my life.
1: I'll just let you know if you, for you those of you not watching, Karen and Mike had big shocked eyes. They had no idea. Yeah. Father Andrew regularly passes out from laughing so hard. So
0: I will laugh so hard, I, laugh <laughs> so hard, um, I pass out. Oh, I and that. I'll, I'll like that that night. I just open my eyes and I was on the floor, and he's standing over <laughs> me, looking at me. And
1: Wait, I'm like, what's his facial expression at this point?
0: He's like. His mouth is agape and his eyes are bugged out and he's just (laughs) shaking his head from side to side, you know, which is, that's his typical shocked father Dan response. But yeah, it started in seminary because we have a good time there too. And, um, there have been about a half dozen times in my life where I laugh so hard. I literally pass out Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's, it's been for 15 or 20 seconds. (laughs) And I went to my doctor and I said, Hey, I, I've, this thing's been happening. I laugh so hard I pass out. And he starts laughing. <laughs> I'm like, great. And I go, have you ever heard of this before? And he goes, no. I said, well, is it dangerous? And he says, as long as you're not out for more than three minutes. So okay. I said, so you're giving me a two minute, 59 second threshold. There aim for?" Go. He said, yeah, sure. Go for it. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yep. I love that. So, so yeah. you just embrace that joy of the Lord. Yeah. Give us an update on our pledges.
0: Oh, let's see here. Uh, Teresa Dirig. Thank you so much. Teresa is the scout leader of our Girl Scout troop. Awesome. Uh Lindsay and Matt Possesson. Oh, hes they're threatening me that I'm going to go down in the family <laughs> chili cook-off this year. I'm i am I'm the defending champion of okay. the Harris family cha- uh, cook-off, and I am so confident in my chili this year. I'm actually making it uh, this Friday and taking it to Lindsay and Matt's and telling them, go ahead. Eat right. the chili that's going to defeat you in a couple weeks. I love it. Um, uh, Mr. and Mrs. Stephen Kiefer, who, um, it should be Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Mary Kiefer. Mary Kiefer's oh, our awesome it? principal at yes. Saint John the Baptist. Oh, thank you so many much. Good about her. And Mr. and Mrs. Tim Sheel, thank you so much for your pledge. And we are up to. Two thousand eighty-five dollars just crossed over the halfway mark. So
1: Wonderful. it's
0: always a, a sprint to the finish, right? It is, and we've got five or so minutes left.
1: It is. So if you're like like listening and you're like, well, I was thinking about it, but I really don't want to do it. Just go ahead, even if it's a small donation. Yeah, just walk in faith and trust the Lord. Be a part of this mission. Um, you can go to RedeemerRadio.com or call our text give G I V E to two six zero four three six Nine five, nine eight. So talking about uh Father Andrew's joy. So Mike, I know you're you're new on staff or Karen. Where have you seen Father Andrew's joy come through the most? Putting you on the spot.
2: You're not joyful. I know. It's I've not no uh, yeah, no one up. has anything. Well, I, I you said the most. Okay. There are a lot of a lot of times that it comes through. Um I think I think one of the, the biggest parts is just as COVID restrictions have eased. We really have events happening at the parish again um, and rejoicing in being able to do that together. So we had a parish picnic back in, I think, June that 180 people showed up to. That was, you know, when everyone walked in, Father Andrew included, you walk in and it's like, oh, my goodness, people, I get to see you. We get to talk and laugh and children are just sprinting around screaming Right, and that was wonderful and again our, our new parishioner brunch the other the other weekend Father Andrew walked in and it's it's seen the entire parish alive and all of the work that you know our office staff does I know every other church there is so much that goes on behind the scenes that sure. people don't realize right. it isn't you know for many of us it's not just Sunday morning it's it's our job and our vocation to try to help make these church parish lives a reality for people.
1: Yes. That, um, the church stuff, that, like you are the salt and the light, you know, you're preserving, um, the culture, you know, creating events and creating opportunities for joy. Um, so that, yeah, we can come together in community.
0: She's and, being very kind and reflective, but she? yeah, but it's like Food. Food is one of my greatest joys. That's where I was going. Right, go you for know, it.
3: I, <laughs> not, I've not been around long, but but I've never seen uh, somebody so excited to prepare and put food in front of people as as Father Andrew.
1: I uh, love that. It's
3: it's remarkable the joy that he takes
0: when he's preparing a meal and then setting it out.
1: Unless
2: is,
0: unless I'm right in a critical moment of cooking it and there's timing. And I got to get it right.
2: And then I try to talk to him.
0: And then I bite her head off.
2: And it's okay. not joy. Okay. Well,
0: I've right. not seen that yet.
3: Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you be around. prepared now. Yeah. I'll be prepared. I know now. You'll
2: be like, this is a lack of joy.
3: I know now not to tell a joke if father's <laughs> driving. And I know <laughs> yeah. also not to interrupt him while he's cooking. There Those are go. the two things that have been it, very It depends
0: on me. the cooking. If you are got something on the smoker and you don't have to touch it, right. great. If you're making a chili and you're braising something, great. But if you're like, I'm... I got this chicken breast in the pan and it's going to be five seconds away from being perfect or completely dried out. Leave me alone. Right. Get away from me.
1: I have to finish this right. I need to make sure it's good. I have to make sure it's good.
0: See,
3: you can hear the passion.
1: That's right. I love the passion. When um, you're talking about um, the chosen, you mentioned that earlier. So for those of um, those listening who are like, what's the chosen? What would you say?
0: It is um, the story of Jesus told in a television series form, so it's not um, a movie. It's not even a mini series. It's intended to be like eight seasons of eight episodes each, right? And it's not going to be a strictly literal telling of the Gospels, where you know the only dialogue are passages of, passages of scripture, but rather it's going to be a lot of inference. In other words, like I described earlier, John the Baptist saying to Jesus, My heart is yours, my life is yours. We were talking earlier about Lexio Divina. Yes. And a lot of times when people pray in that way, they'll imagine things, either things they see or hear that aren't strictly from uh, scripture, but are the fruit of prayer and therefore a real genuine encounter with the Lord. Uh, someone once said, Watching the chosen is what, like watching a film of someone's lexio divina. Yes. Because it's it's reflective, it it infers, it, it it supposes what might Jesus do right in this situation. Like one of the things I love about the chosen is it shows an affectionate Jesus towards people. Yes. Like for example that that episode with John the Baptist. They're saying goodbye and Jesus Jesus just says I love you. Oh, you yes, know as yes. cousins would to each right, other right. when they're
1: leaving right
0: And then um, he'll heal a paralytic right and the paralytic is so overjoyed and and Jesus just gives him a kiss on the side of the head. And it's like I've never seen that before right And that's so natural and right. that is how I would want to encounter Jesus. So um, it's not on Netflix, it's not on any network. Uh, you go to their app. And you can watch it for free because other people have, you know, paid it forward as it were. And then you can do the same. But I would just encourage everyone uh, to get the app on your phone. and Then you can do the thing where you send it to your TV and just start watching. We watched all of season one at the parish. We've got this awesome little corner lot with trees and and. You know, 25, 30 people came and we watched it and then we're like, let's eat while we do this. And then someone different every week brought food. And then coming up in a few weeks, as soon as we get the DVDs, we're going to start showing season two of The Chosen on Thursday nights. And hey, if anybody is out there listening and wants to come along and eat some food, just don't talk to me while I'm preparing (laughs) it it. (laughs) for you. Uh, We'll have a good time. Now, Father,
2: you said something about uh, getting your phones out. So if you haven't gotten your phone out, go ahead and get it out and give a call or text. um, Give G-I-V-E to 260-436-9598 or visit RedeemerRadio.com. We have a few more gifts that have come on. Uh, Thank you, Diane Kiefer. And she has the side note of thank you to my favorite Italian priest, Father Paolo. Father Paolo was just ordained uh, this past June, and he's been a wonderful addition um, and also to John and Anne Lucius. So what's our total so, feather?
0: Uh, looks like we're up to $2,610. Okay, so... I ain't good at math. $1,390 yeah. left to go.
1: Okay. All right. All right, so if you're still thinking, like, I was going to donate, but I'm not sure, go ahead and just enter in. Just go walk in faith and um, donate. And we just... Thank you for being with us today. And again, if you are like, I really like something they said and I want to go back to that, you can go to redeemerradio.com backslash sharathon and um, listen to any hour. We have those all on podcasts. Thank you so much for
2: joining us.